And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Friday, January 7th, the morning, or I guess it's early afternoon after the Celtics just lost to the New York Knicks. I walked out in the kitchen uh, about 20 minutes ago, Sam. I was telling my mom, I said, I'm about to go bitch and moan about the Celtics for an hour. And she goes, what do you mean? When I went to bed, they were up by 20. Oh, and she didn't know. And I had to tell her that they blew a 25-point lead to the New York Knicks. Um, I mean, credit RJ Barrett. He hit a ridiculous shot. The Knicks should have never been in the position to win that game anyways. Uh, it's it's absurd. We haven't talked uh, since the Spurs game either. We can lump that in there as a terrible loss. I mean, I've got no defense. You know me. I'm usually pretty optimistic. The Knicks are a quality basketball team to some degree, to the same degree no, as the Celtics. So. To the same degree as the Celtics this season in terms of record, at the very in terms least. Of record, yeah, but um, they had no business. But the, there's there's no excuse for something like that. So I'll, I'll let you take the reins here and give your thoughts as well. But yeah, there is no excuse. You're up 25 points against a team that's kind of bad. You should win. I, I don't care. I mean, you even got a good game by Tatum. It's not like yep. he was bad. He played excellent yesterday. He's kind of out of uh, out of the woods on that one. Rob really was good. Think anybody should be ripping him. Williams mm-hmm. was fine. Had a lot of blocks. Brown disappears after the first quarter. Smart, Smart was, was solid. good in the first half, but then but in crunch time he, too, but... he made the decision not to uh, make that extra pass to Brown. That was a tough tough play. Even though he got a fine shot, but. Brown was even more open than he was. Then you had probably the best uh, talker out of all of it was Ime Udoka post game. More or less said, "What do you want me to do? Call a play?" Yeah, that, that, that was no great. good. That wasn't great. I before the season, obviously, you had Udoka saying. I want to give the Celtics more freedom to call their own plays because that's something they didn't like with Brad Stevens. Yeah, but that's the opposite of what they needed. I agree. And my point is, at what point, Udoka, do you look at them and say, okay, maybe they do need plays called for them because they clearly can't call them for themselves. So it's it's frustrating. I will say this, though. Yeah. For those listening, I have found a way around this. (laughs) Forgot about this. I, at halftime yesterday... I could feel it coming. You know, they were up 25. It was down to 16 and a half. I said, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bet the Knicks for $5 to win. And it was like seven to one. So it, it takes the sting off a little bit. We can call it Celtics insurance. You, you can buy in for as much as you would like. But I would say going forward, anytime they've got a big lead, I would bet the other team outright to win. I, I think it's I'm going to start doing that. Don't get me wrong, I was still very pissed, especially watching Fournier not miss a shot after, you know, he was not really good as a Celtic. Uh, watching, you know, Barrett throw up a prayer and it goes in to win the game. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm still pissed about it, but like, it's it's nice. Like, either either way, like there's a positive. I don't know about you, but I was on FaceTime with my girlfriend during the game and Tatum hit the shot. And I was deadpan. I wasn't even excited that Tatum hit the shot anymore because I knew it was I happening. wasn't really excited either. You knew, you knew what was going to happen out there. I, I I thought it would be Fournier in my defense. I, I turned to her and I was like, Evan Fournier is about to hit a game winner, but it was RJ. But... I think they should have went for three. Just, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter. There would have been time left anyway, but I think they should yeah. have three. It's brutal. I mean, it doesn't matter. Tatum got a good shot. Like that, that I mean. No, Tatum relatively... was fine yesterday. He was actually good in the clutch. Yeah. He made some big shots. And on the Marcus Smart thing, 
I did want to come back to it. I don't blame Marcus Smart. Obviously, like uh, he made like the the extra pass thing. I don't personally remember that, but I believe you. Like it, it sounds like something that happened. But but... If you go on Twitter, you can find it. Like someone like highlighted like so it's like a swing, and there's like six seconds left yeah. in the shot clock, and instead of like Brown's to his left on the other wing, and he's yeah, yeah, close yeah. to the top, he shoots it, which is in not general, something he's though, been doing all season. Exactly, he's been better at that. The thing I've seen a lot on Twitter, and I I think it was um. I forget what his Twitter name is. Ryan Bernadani. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I think I forgot um, how to pronounce it, but sorry. I saw something. He's posting pictures. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm going to try to find the tweet right now. But basically, Marcus Smart in the first half of the game was good. Would you agree with that? Yeah. He was good. I thought he was solid throughout the game. Like, he wasn't perfect. But, but besides his that one comment, play, I don't have too many complaints. His comment at the start of the season was, I need the ball in my hands to be effective. And everyone kind of laughed at him, right? Because whatever, whatever. But Ryan tweeted, for the millionth time, if you play Marcus at point guard, he'll play like a point guard. If you play him at shooting guard, he'll play like a shooting guard. He's a good point guard. He's not a good shooting guard. Yeah, is that the quote with the play? Yes, and you see the play. Like, my God, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the Boston Celtics don't run an offense in the fourth quarter and people blame Marcus Smart because he's taking shots, you know, off the catch because he doesn't have the chance to make offense for others because everyone just runs ISO and you you can see these assist numbers or whatever, these passes, like even in the fourth quarter, Tatum was making good passes, but it wasn't offense. It was Tatum running ISO, the Knicks doubling him and him finding an open man. That's not offense. That's you running an ISO situation and trying to find a guy off of that, right? There, there's no like, those aren't good assists. Those are stat pad assists. And that's not a knock on Tatum. Tatum played great against the Knicks. But just in general, there's no offense in the fourth quarter. And this goes back to Smart. He's effective as the point guard facilitating for others. He's not going to be a good shooter. He's never been a good shooter. And he never will be a good shooter. So don't put him in the position where he has to be a shooter. I don't, it, like, it's not that complicated. And Udoka's gonna, done a decent job of doing that for most of the season, except in the fourth quarter. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. You almost have to feel like they're tanking because they just keep losing these games like <laughs> that they should be winning. Yeah, I mean, come I on. Like, you lose the game to the Spurs. You miss a layup at point blank. That you was lose tough. this game up 25. Also, also I, I don't know if you saw it. The The people saying that, oh, it should have been offensive interference. Shut up. Shut, no, it was it not offensive basket interference. It, it didn't, And it didn't affect the shot. You no. He, like, barely grazed the rim. That, 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 those people nothing. are ridiculous. People just grasp at straws. Yes. But, Okay, you lose that game, which you should have won, and you lost because you couldn't get any rebounds down the stretch, which is a reoccurring problem. Happened yep. again yesterday. Yep. <clears throat> Jack, can you look up how many second-chance points the Knicks had while I continue to bitch? Yep. I mean, why is this not being fixed? Figure it out. You, it's not like you're trying to get out and leak out and transition. Nobody runs on this team. So why can you not secure a rebound to close out a defensive possession? This has been something I've been harping on on the pregame for weeks, on the podcast for weeks. Why is it still an issue? It's not like shooting. It's not even a skill. It's just an effort thing. Figure it out. Get the rebounds. I can't tell you how many times they got an offensive rebound yesterday and made it three. I got the stat. Yeah. Um, off- offensive rebounds. <laughs> Excuse me. Celtics had eight offensive rebounds. Knicks had 11. No, second, second chance, chance points. I know, I know. Second chance points. Celtics had eight. Knicks had 21. Yeah, that's outrageous. 21 mm-hmm. second chance points. If you even do half of that, it's not even close. 
If you if you even grab yeah. like maybe four rebounds extra. Sometimes it's, it's multiple multiple rebounds in the same possession. Yeah. And it's always late in the game. Is there a way you can look up second chance points allowed in the fourth quarter, like overall? Yeah. Like, like for the season it. and see where they rank. Oh, the um, I, bet, I bet they're number one. Yeah, I can. I can tell we're you the Knicks, though, it. for right now, because I have that up. Fourth quarter, second chance points. Um, Knicks had seven, three for three. Yep. Uh, the third quarter, I wonder, is there second half total? Second half, the Knicks had 15 of their 21 second chance there points. Six there you of go. seven. That's when they collapsed. Yeah. That's that's when they blew a 16-point halftime lead and won it's me $35. Ridiculous. <laughs> hey, at least you had the insurance, Sam. I might have to back you on that. Insurance? No, no, I'm it's... not even joking. Like, if you're listening to this, that's like a, this is the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> Insure yourself. I mean, it's like it's like workers' comp for watching these games while they let you down. Like, you know, you're going to be compensated for your time, regardless. You're either going to get the nice little joy dopamine hit of a win, or or you get some money in your pocket. I mean. <laughs> Then you can eventually save up to buy tickets and watch it happen right in front of you. Yeah. I can see opponents' second chance points. I believe that I'm going to make sure this is the correct stat. Yep. Opponents' second chance points this season. Celtics rank. This is for the game first. I'll do fourth quarter as well. They're actually 11th in the league in second chance points allowed at 13 uh, or 12.6. So that's not bad. I'll go to the fourth quarter, though, for you. Fourth quarter. Second chance points allowed. Celtics are third to last. They allow four second chance points a game in the fourth. So, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> it doesn't. No, no, the no, stats no. Are lying uh, yes. on this one. no, no. In the fourth quarter, they're bottom three in the league. In oh, okay, yeah. Well, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah um, I mean, yeah. figure it out. It's it's been a glaring issue since literally the second game of the season, where Toronto comes into the Garden on opening night and just snags offensive rebound after offensive rebound. It it's not rocket yeah. science. Box out, secure the ball, finish off the defensive possession. You probably win. You're now two and eleven in games decided by five or less. You probably well, win well, at least six of those losses. What baffled me was you saw the the Sean Grandy tweet. I assume in the middle of the game, right? Celtics before that game were nine and zero in games where they led by twenty, which doesn't seem real. Yeah, which it doesn't is seem wild. Real. But I wonder how many times they covered like whatever the spread was when they were up by 20 because i don't think they've held a lead like that very rarely all season very like, rarely like and the games they do hold the game are like close. the games they do hold are like the magic game or that one even the phoenix game, game the they were up 30 and it got to nine yeah i don't i don't know i don't know like and they just had enough of a cushion that day yeah it, this team is baffling man and udoka's comments after the game are even more baffling because this is another quote Across the board, I think we haven't been the best shooting team or had the best shooting year. So regardless of who we have handling out there, it's not always going to be the best shooters on the floor. And Tom Westerholm of a uh, Boston.com now, I believe. Yeah, Boston.com uh, said really odd quote with Grant Williams on the bench in crunch time. Udoka, that's just cap, man. That's just not true. Like, yes, you've been a bad shooting team, but you have shooters. Like, Peyton Pritchard, but you have Grant Williams sitting on the bench. You Dude. have shooters who you could have played, and you chose not to. You even had Al Horford, who's been inconsistent, and you played Dennis Schroeder over him. Like, the, the, it doesn't make sense. Playing Schroeder and Smart together does not work. It do, You can't do it. You cannot do it. And you can barely play Schroeder with Tatum and Brown on the floor. Anyways, so putting Smart there, too, where he's going to have to be one of the, Smart was the best spot-up shooter they had on the floor there. 
That should never be the case. That should never, ever, ever be the case. And just to kind of touch on that more, right? Like he says, what do you say? Like they don't have good shooting. He said across the board, I think we haven't had the best shooting year. So regardless well, how of who about we have this? handling out there. Maybe take less threes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how many times have I said that? Just don't shoot threes. I saw a fun stat and I'm going to pull it up again. Um, it's going to make you. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to help your point in the fourth quarter yesterday against the Knicks. Again, when we're recording this, it's yesterday. You'll probably hear this the next morning. Um, if I can find the box score from the fourth instead of the play-by-play. The fourth quarter only, Boston took 17 shots, 13 were threes. <laughs> like, you can't tell me they're not tanking. You can't make it up. I mean, you can't make it up. No, There's shot... no way that they are being instructed to go out there and win. There is shot... no way. They shot 50% If that two is what shots. they're doing in the fourth quarter... There is no way they are trying to win. Yeah, I don't know. And if he's the coach and he's saying, hey, we haven't been a good three-point shooting team all season, and they're shooting 13 threes in the fourth quarter as their lead evaporates, maybe it's time to maybe call a play? As second, he asked second if half. he should do that. Second I mean, half. I, I have been the biggest don't blame the coach guy on the planet. And I still don't think it's all his fault. But it's but getting he did not it's getting help bad. himself last night. It's getting bad. In the second half, 22 of Boston's 37 shots were threes. For context. 22 uh, of 37? Yeah. For context, 20 of the Knicks, 42. So, like, it, it's around. It, it's much less than. Yeah, but Fournier wasn't missing any of them. Yeah. That's and they the shot difference. 12 for. They shot 12 for 20. Celtics there shot six for 22. So. Two for <laughs> 22? <laughs> Six for twenty-two, which is twenty-seven percent. Another they, quote they from Rudoka last night. I mean, don't get me wrong; they were on fire in the first half. Yeah, but that so doesn't in the matter, third clearly. quarter, I kind of get it, right? Like you're still feeling like confident, and they're just not falling. Whatever. Third quarter, they shot two for nine, nine of twenty shots. Right that first. lead gets within ten points. You gotta figure it out. Yep. Get some who get some baskets. Stop the bleeding, and they did that. They got it to 10, and then they built it back to 18 real quick, ironically enough, with two threes, I believe, and, and then a two. I, even though the Knicks exploded in the second half, like, their defense wasn't great. It wasn't as good as the first half, but it was, like, very much so just that they couldn't score. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, yeah, their defense they wasn't had, what, 60-something points to end the half, and they finished with 108? Yeah. Yeah, that's like pathetic. That. Or 105, I'm sorry. The Knicks had 108. First half, they had 63 points. Second half, that means they had 42. Yeah, you scored 21 points in each quarter and probably even less in the fourth. I mean, they were bad in the fourth. They scored 21 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Oh, wow. They really split it down the middle and did 21 apiece. Yep. That is and another quote from Udoka here. Repetitive result that's happening. Either we're going to make some adjustments and get tired of it, or it's going to keep happening. Message was short and sweet. This was about what he told the guys in the locker room or what he told them post-game. wasn't about the last play again. It was everything leading up to it. We need some leadership, somebody that can calm us down and not get rattled when everything starts to go a little south, and I think it snowballs between our guys. Step up, or do I have to stop all of our momentum and pace and call a play? So that's what I said to them. Okay, what momentum? <laughs> <laughs> Whose momentum are you stopping? The Celtics? They didn't have any. The Knicks had all the momentum. I, I don't uh, like to rip the coach, but I mean, he's digging his own grave <laughs> saying stuff like that. And I think yeah. he actually does have a point 
you know, people I've seen people like respond to that quote and say, like, you're supposed to be the guy that like calms everybody down. But I think yeah. he means on the floor in terms of calming down yes. like the offense. Not I also not someone saw like it's a leader, but someone that can get you a basket. I also saw down. how are you gonna talk about because he, he talked about having like more maturity or more leadership or more there there was a buzzword he used and I can't excuse me i can't think i think mental that toughness. stuff is kind of valid Me- mental toughness right how are you gonna uh, after some of these games yes how are you gonna say that after the game tatum just had i feel like that's like so like tatum played phenomenal and it's not even like he was just having a good shooting night he was doing all no, the right tatum things on well. the court doesn't and mean how, the other guys are exempt from but that. how are you gonna say i don't have a leader when he just has a game like that do you know what i'm saying like that he's that doesn't a make leader sense as a person it means he had a good i know game. i know it's just all of Udoka's comments last night bothered me. And you know me. I wrote a whole article on defending Udoka. It's getting bad. And, I, I mean, I hate to ask this question. Is he going to make the season, Sam? And I think I like, don't think they would fire him midseason. But, but does he make it past the end of this year at this point? Because it's getting really, really not good. Now, this is, like, kind of dicey. But do you remember, like, when we were talking about the coach hires in this in the summer? Yeah. And I was like, like, it's great they hired him. Like, everyone was, like, gassed him up. Like, oh, great hire, whatever. And a lot of the talk was because, like, but you know, before they hired him, like, players wanted the black coach. Like, Jalen Brown, for example, you know, he kept saying, like, how, like, little of the percentage in the league was black coaches. So the Celtics hire this guy, and they traditionally, you know, they had Doc before Brad Stevens. But, you know, they, the players, they say they want, like, some black leadership in the organization. So if he gets fired... What is that? Are it's the not players going to be upset? That's not I, a good. I look. mean, people are going. I don't think, especially if the Kyrie thing, where he kind of called everyone here racist last, last spring. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with that, though. And they could go. I mean, realistically, it doesn't. Plenty... But you know, the casual fan will be saying, "I guarantee you, if they fire him, you are going to see that." Regardless, I, I don't think that has anything to do with the thing. The comment I thought you were going to br- bring up, and I think has a lot to do with it. You heard at the start of the season, a lot of these co- th- these players wanted a coach that would quote unquote hold them accountable, right? That that's the quote you heard. You Which heard he has throughout the season. But is at this point, like he is he hold, holding them accountable is one thing, but he's not based on these comments. He's not doing the other part of the job, right? He's only holding them accountable, and he's not holding himself accountable, and it, seemingly he's not doing anything. Right. And like, obviously that's not true. Obviously there's stuff he's doing in practice. He's setting them up. He's like designing plays for them to run and call. But based on that quote, you're saying, do I have to call a play? Like that's the quote everyone's going to pick out. Like, yeah, and, you do that. That's how you win games. You have to have like, some kind of uh, offense. And all the people that wanted Brad Stevens fired last season are so dumb. So yeah. dumb. Was he ready to be done coaching? Yeah, probably. He was probably sick of it. He has a family. He probably doesn't want to be bouncing around the country coaching games. However, if he was coaching this team right now, they would have a better record. I think so. The issues they had last year were not his fault. And And that also could very well mean they are not Ime Udoka's fault, but he is not doing anything to help the issues. Maybe they can't be helped. And I'll preface this. We are allowed to say this because we never wanted Brad Stevens fired. Anyone yeah. who wanted him fired is not allowed to say this because you were part of the problem last year. Yeah. Completely <clears throat> um, agree. Yeah. I, it's, it's so frustrating at this point. Cause I mean, I don't know about you. Like you can say shoot less threes. Yes. That would help. You can say all this stuff at this point. They're just not good. 
right? Like, it, all in all, like, yes, there are things they can do to be better. Right now, this basketball team together is not good, period. It should right? be better, but it's not. They should be good, but they are not. So it makes me question, and this is something I, like, when you say it out loud, it is stupid. And I'm going to say that before I start this. Can the Jays coexist? Realistically speaking, at this point, you've seen this for two years with them as the two main leaders of this team. And it is not working. They are 500 basketball team, right? Which for Detroit or Sacramento, not bad, right? 500, we're getting there. For this Celtics team that has been this successful for this long with the history they have, that's not okay. So at what point do you think, okay, maybe these two together will not work? And <clears throat> the counter argument I'll make to myself for that, before you even start, is trading one of them going to fix the issues of just chucking up isolation shots at the end of games? I don't know. But realistically, you've seen this much time of this two pairing, and it's not working. It's a 500 team. So that's where I'm at. So I will start off by saying, no, I don't think so. I mean, no, no, I don't think you need to split them up. Why? Because, and I know you're, I, it's the same thing I always say. They have had deep playoff runs with these guys as two of their top players. However, the circumstances now is they have to do everything and they really aren't getting much help from the guys around them. So if you go, let's go back to 2018 where but Tatum still this... was the best guy on that team in terms of he was really the one they relied on for scoring. The difference right. is they had a lot of great scores around him. They had Terry Rogier, they had Marcus Morris, Horford was a better player. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just those three alone, make it a little easier for him. 2020, Kemba was a little bit of a help. They had Gordon Hayward. Who else was on that team? They, I mean, Smart was still playing well. Smart, Smart's played fine this year. I don't think he's an issue either. But I just think they need – if you really want to keep these guys together, which I think is still a good idea, you need to get shooting around them because that has been an issue. And we've talked about it plenty, right? They are getting good looks from three. That is not a problem. Whatever the offense they run to get those looks is working. The problem is they don't have the personnel to execute the, the option, you know, to actually make the shot. I want to see that's if the that's still true. But you, you can take Another issue, and this is what Ime Udoka was really getting at, I think, in his comments. They, and not that Tatum didn't do it yesterday, they need a closer. This year, it has been neither of those guys. The best closer has been closer. Schroeder. And I, I don't really need... want him being the closer. By the way, you cursed Schroeder. He shot over two in the fourth yesterday. Fun fact. Well, now he's <laughs> now he's shooting fifty percent over his last two games, which is still probably better than everyone else. <laughs> there you go. I will say though, at the same time, I don't think you necessarily need a closer. I think you need someone who tries less to be the closer. No, because realistically, if you just run the same fucking offense you do in the fourth quarter, it'll work. It worked. It always works. The fir- first half offense is good. They just stop doing that. They just stop playing offense in the fourth quarter and they try to be the quote unquote closer instead of trying to go out and, you know, trade for, get a closer, just do what you were doing 20 minutes ago. Just don't change it. Don't get bored with what makes you successful. That's my That's favorite of the quarter of the season. You know what but I'm I saying? I think having working. a closer would help them. If, if of you are losing would. 11 of 13 games decided by five or less points, you need a closer and you don't have it. Or, mm-hmm. Tatum needs to be better in these moments because not that he wasn't yesterday because he is being pinned as the guy, the next great player in the organization. That's what everyone says he is. I've not 
particularly sold on it, but there are flashes. Like yesterday was a great game out of them. There are flashes. First one we've seen in a while. And there were plenty of games last year where I was like, all right, like maybe he really is great in the playoffs in the bubble. That was probably peak for it for me where I was like, wow, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's really something special. Okay, then be that consistently. I've got a Consistency is the issue. Brown needs to be better in the second half. Wide open threes. Celtics are now 18th in the league in wide open three-pointer attempts this season. Uh, they take – where'd it go? They take 16.2 wide open threes per game this year, and they shoot 34% on them, um, which is not good. 34.2% <coughs> is, like, third worst in the league. They are third in the NBA in – or, sorry, fifth in the NBA in open, quote-unquote, threes attempted per game, and they shoot 34.2%, which is around middle of the pack. So, so the issue, not that either one of these guys has been a particularly great shooter this season, but the main issue is that they cannot make shots or make threes. They don't have shooting and they, and even the shooting they have, they don't play that. That's, that's what boggles my mind. How? Okay. So Williams has been struggling. How is he not on the floor at the end of that game? They don't have shooting. Fine. But that, so how does that mean that you need to split these guys up? I, my, me saying that, and I prefaced it before I even said it. It's stupid, right? Because you don't trade 25 and under all-star wings who can do everything. But you've had two seasons. Yes, there's been injuries. Yes, there's been whatever. But they're a 500 team with this core. And yes, you can shake up stuff around them. But how, like, if you do shake things up around them and it doesn't work, then you're stuck with two J's and a very limited window to either trade one of them or scramble to fix it so the other one's happy. I, I, I was just expressing my frustration with that. I think No, I I understand, but yeah. this is to people that genuinely believe that when they're not like yeah. seeing red. In I my mean, opinion, the the way to go about it is you need to seriously change the structure around the Jays. Like you need a serious change. And I like Marcus Smart. I know you like Marcus Smart. I know a bunch of the people we've had on the show. He's not the problem. Love Marcus Smart. I I don't think we had a single person come on our podcast and say Marcus Smart is the problem. And I think the people that say that are just haters. Like, they just don't like him and they never will. He has been the scapegoat for a long time because he had made mental mistakes. He would chuck threes. He has not been doing that. Yes. But if you are to change around the Jays, I think you have to change a lot around the Jays. And Marcus Smart might be the pin that falls and that that sucks right because you love him and he does you know great things for the celtics but at the same time i don't think you can trade him for shooting because if you trade him for shooting you have no playmaking on this team there is zero playmaking on this team if you trade marcus so who are you going to trade him for (laughs) that's the thing ideally no i (laughs) i mean ideally get dejounte murray get a playmaker in here but they're not going to trade you know what i'm saying the spurs aren't going to trade dejounte murray that's well you threw in the bag they might you don't know (laughs) My One thing is, that I liked in the yeah. pregame chat yesterday that was a this season thing that you could do, and I'm not sure how remotely realistic it is, but the money works, and this, the storyline for sure works, is going after Kevin Porter Jr., who has been throwing a hissy fit but in Houston. Do you really not that that would really you know, help the morale here, but maybe he could play worth a damn. Do you, that's what, I mean, do you want to bring that locker room presence to Boston? And what do you trade? What do you, what do you. you Give up your boy Schroeder. Money works. 
but in I don't picks think... or whatever, Neesmith. I don't I don't care. The market for him cannot be very high right now because he's he's you know being Antonio Brown over there. I mean, I, I also don't think the Rockets are going to trade him. I, I obviously it's a mess, but maybe I, they I don't. don't think but trade him. I think it's worth the conversation. I guess. At least reaching out and seeing. He he certainly is not happy there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and they aren't happy with him. I think if you can get De'Aaron Fox for anything but the Jays, I think you do it. Yeah. Because that's not going to fix your shooting problems, obviously, but that will give you a, a top – like, he averaged seven. He's not having a good playmaking year this year. He had seven assists last year, and you put weapons around him like them, he'll and be your point guard. not only that, he's fast, so he gives you that <laughs> stuff quick. about Schroeder that I really like that he can he's get to the He's a better Schroeder. He's an yeah. all-star level Dennis Schroeder, I think. And he is a better passer and more willing passer than Dennis Schroeder, yeah, too. Fine. But I think that still doesn't fix the main issue on this team, which is shooting. And, like, shooters are a premium, right? You see shooters get paid. Duncan Robinson, as much as he struggled this season, he's got paid. Joe Harris got paid. Davis Bertans didn't work out, got paid, right? Sh- shooting costs money. It, in order to trade for shooting, you have to give money away to bring it back. The Celtics Obviously. also don't utilize shooters. Not that they have them, but like they don't Clearly. run shooter-type offense. So part of being a good shooter, like Duncan Robinson, is being able to move around and get yourself open and, and be able to run off screens and do all this. The Celtics don't do anything for that, which is well, honestly a good that. thing because they, they shouldn't They don't have be players to... that do that. Yeah, exactly. But they should, you know, you can still tell them to do it. That that was one of my New Year's re- that was one of my resolutions. My one of my New Year's resolutions is for Grant Williams to improve his off ball movement. Whether Imagine that's Grant him, just flying around like <laughs> I mean, why not? He lost a ton of weight. He's six foot six. Like no, he Grant's has fine. the build for it. <clears throat> I, I think that would be huge for the Celtics. But no, bringing shooting to this team has we, we talked about it ever since we had Bobby on what a month ago, two months ago that it was going to be the main issue for this team, and it still is, <clears throat> right? And this is becoming one of my favorite excuse me pages on the internet 2021 22 player contracts i look through here and i see who fits into the EP and i see who this else could trade for and well, as sad as that is, that's where we're at shut up shut wouldn't up. that be funny i don't think i think there's rules against it obviously but but yeah um how much is the tp 17 million i guess i can just find fournier's contract and base Imagine. it off that yeah so it's like 17.1 yeah so looking at guys you can trade for this is painful davis bertans you can get you want to go get davis bertans for this no three more (laughs) no if you got bertans he'd literally be wancho that's what you would get out of him yep um you could go get maybe joe ingles if the jazz are selling but i don't think they'll do that why would they be selling they have to pay him because his uh his contract's up at the end of the season. Doug McDermott from San Antonio, no. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Luke Kennard from the Clippers. Terrence Ross is the best one on that list. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Ross would be fine, but he's not an efficient shooter. Oh, he sure he's was not. the other day. Yeah, he's a streaky shooter. He's a he's a J.R. Smith shooter. Right, and I don't think that's what the Celtics needs. I think they need consistent catch and shoot. He's shooting thirty percent from three this season. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, big I mean, J- 
<laughs> no, no, no. I understand the, the thought process. I mean, Jeremy Lamb's shooting 34%. Go get him. That's not good either. No. That's what there, the I Celtics mean, are shooting. There's not a lot of good No, there's nobody that's going to be sold that is shooting well. No. And, I mean, I'll, I'll go look at fucking three-point percentage shoot, uh, leaders this season. Let me find it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just people who have good three-point shooters aren't trading away their three-point shooters. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 that's just that's how it is. And I, I can't for the life of me find the um, <clears throat> the leaders right now, which is frustrating. <laughs> but, uh, all right, here we go. Three-point percentage leaders this season. Joe Harris. Nets aren't trading him. Marcus Morris, Clippers aren't going to trade him. Bobby Portis, no. Bryn Forbes, maybe. Maybe you could convince maybe. the Spurs. There's one. He's shooting 30, 45% from three on five attempts a game. That's pretty pretty damn good. Um, Joe Ingles, not going to trade. Seth Curry, not going to trade. Kevin Durant, haha. Uh, Luke Kennard, maybe, I guess. Um, Desmond Baines up there, Sam. Shout out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Sterling Brown, is that the guy you want to trade for? No. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. There's no, you know, great three-point shooters. M. Forney has got himself up to a, you know, respectable three-point shooter. This wasn't even this year. I'm losing my mind. This is 2020, 2021. So, <laughs> I'm just I'm just completely out of it. There you go. Um, I mean, okay, fine. I was so like, where's Grant at, man? <clears throat> yeah, let's look, at some, let's look at some more. Um, Are any of these tradable? Eric Gordon. I mean, there. he doesn't fit that TP. No, but you could match up salary and give him players. And Nobody you're matching for. <laughs> you wouldn't give up Josh Richardson? No, I think Richardson's good. I think they should keep I, Richardson. I know, but I think Eric Gordon would be better. I don't know. I like Richardson. He can handle the ball, and he's been decent, at <laughs> least lately fair. from three. <clears throat> That's fair. I mean, Harrison Barnes, I think you make a trade for him. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, right. I think he's great. I love Harrison Barnes. Um, Max Struess up there on the list. Does that make you hate everything? <laughs> no. I, I'm not ever in that camp where, like, the Celtics let these guys, like, know, they don't I pick know. them or keep them and they're end of the bench guys. It's like, sorry, they wouldn't have played. They wouldn't. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, you could trade for Avery Bradley, see if the Lakers want to give him up. <laughs> They'd probably give you him for nothing. Like, he's not good. Shooting 39%. I mean, I'm just rambling here. It's just you need shooting, and I think that's the main thing you need to get. And realistically speaking, like, there there have been points this season where I've thought Ben Simmons could actually help the Celtics a lot just because they need some sort of person who can run the offense. If you're not giving up either Tatum or Brown, you bring them in and then just go from there. Would you not even consider trading one of those two for, for No. No, I don't think it's a better fit. Really? I think Embiid's better than both of them, and not that it completely matters, but those two couldn't win together. And That's totally 1 million percent different. Yeah, it's fit, but I, I still don't think it would work. I think you put, and this is all in theory, I don't think you, the Celtics should make this trade. If you put Simmons next to Tatum, I think that's a better fit. Right? I also think... Jalen Brown the, is a better player. If you give Brown that. to Philly, it's no good. You, you don't want to help them, bad. so... I'm staying bad. away from that unless you're not giving those I know, guys up. I know. I agree. Um, my biggest takeaway still remains Dennis Schroeder has to go. And he played great against the Spurs and the Knicks. But he does not fit on this basketball team. He just doesn't, right? And you can you can read me the box score. Like, I see a lot of people on Twitter, Dennis Schroeder, best player on the Celtics. You see what he's doing. Shut up. 
If, if you watch the games, yes, he's giving you good buckets, but he doesn't help the Celtics. Like, he helps them in the sense that he'll keep, like, every once in a while, he'll give them some buckets, he'll keep them in games. The grand scheme of things, he does not fit on this basketball team, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I don't even know what not. a good fit would be anymore. <laughs> Shooters. Shooters or playmakers. Shooters or playmakers, and I'll keep saying it till the I end of time. I guess he's neither. <laughs> exactly! Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, and obviously, least... shoot, yeah. But, like, like, yeah, I guess, I guess he doesn't really pass the ball enough. You look at everybody on the Celtics that is a good fit and they do one of three things. They shoot, they playmake, or they defend at a high level. Marcus Smart, good playmaker, good defender. Josh Richardson, solid defender, okay playmaker, actually not a bad shooter this season, right? You know, um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, exempt because they're the stars. They can shoot, they can defend. Jason Tatum at least can playmake. Jalen Brown needs to work on that. Al Horford, can't shoot this year. Not even going to sugarcoat it. He's been bad. He's been bad. Can can playmake. Can defend. can defend. Robert Robert Williams can playmake. Can defend. Can generate offense. Dennis Schroeder can't playmake. Right. He can't. Or, or he he can. He does. He's not willing. Just to. for himself. He can't defend. Clearly, you saw that yesterday. I, I remember him play vividly where Grant had to run out on Emmanuel quickly because Dennis Schroeder just helped on a drive out of for no reason, right? And he can't shoot. You shouldn't be on the team. Get him off. Get him off the team. I understand the theory of signing him for that cheap and getting a good value contract. He needs to go. He's got to go. There's no other way around it. Right? Wancho Hernan Gomez. Can't defend. Can't shoot. Can't play make. Jabari Parker. Can kind of shoot. Can't defend. Can't play make. Isn't a good enough shooter to keep around. You look at it. I mean, Aaron Neesmith this season. He can't do any of them. He could last year. And that's not me saying get rid of Neesmith. He can't shoot this season. He can't defend the season. I think you're lost. at the point now where you just kind of throw those guys out there. Pritchard, Neesmith, when they're back, give them the run. Give them the run. Get him get him comfortable. Romeo, give him run. I like Pritchard, though. I want Pritchard more minutes. I want Schroeder No, me too. I said give him run. Give all yeah. those guys run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, they we need still to... care. Yeah. Schroeder's got to go, and you're not going to get much for him, obviously, because he's expiring, but he he just has to go. And I saw something last night on Twitter. Brad Stevens needs to trade Dennis Schroeder, so Ime Udoka can't play Dennis Schroeder. I right? did see that. I kind of agree. But going same forward... With, same if, thing if with Freedom. Wanna... Freedom's got to go, too. He's got to go. I'm sorry. He's so bad. He's not yeah. good. But anyway, sorry, continue. Going forward, they should really... Start evaluating these guys. You know, we went through it. I still think it kind of stands. I think you keep Tatum Brown. Keep Grant. I agree. Keep yep. Richardson. Yep. Try and that. keep Smart if you can. I, I, I know don't think Richardson keeping Richardson and Smart is tough because they have the, the bulkier contracts. I think yeah. Richardson is a player that is a good role player on a winning team. I think he's important to have on your team. But I think you need to make moves around, and you need that salary. And I'm not again. I'm not against Richardson. You know that. It's just I think he'll he'll be the the, the person to fall if you have to make a move. You I mean, you need at, to figure out how to get better. Yes, looking at teams around the league, like I'm I'm trying to think of okay, what teams could use Dennis Schroeder, use his scoring, use his whatever. The Knicks, fun fact, <laughs> can't score. Like, they could use some extra spark off the bench. Uh, obviously, bad timing. The Mavericks, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Wizards and the Sixers. Those teams. Throw Dennis Schroeder at him. 
at this point, get a couple seconds. I'm over it, right? And I know that's not value, but you're not going to get much from anyways. You look at these teams. I mean, <clears throat> give me a team, Sam, and I can give you a potential package you can get back for Schroeder. I've got the trade. I've got my trade machine open, my, my trusty, dusty trade machine. But oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I think at this point you're waving the white flag. I don't think it's a bad idea to get rid of him. I think it's the right thing to do at this point. I think you have gotten to the point where this team hasn't earned you trying to buy at the deadline. I think really you should be selling or buying for next year. Yeah. I don't think you're trying to fix what's happening in front of you this year. You just you unload Schroeder. May, I mean, I guess if you really, really hate him, unload Richardson. See if anybody wants Horford. Yeah. I think Which they get, might. He's still valuable. I think you throw a lot to get Harrison Barnes from the Kings. I like Buddy Heald, but I think Harrison Barnes is probably the better fit. I think you throw... When is his contract up, and what is it? This year and next year. He makes around 20, 20. million this year and 19 million next year, I think. <laughs> so it is declining. Let me let me fact check myself there. Um, Harrison Barnes makes 20.2 million this year, 18.3 million next year. So it goes down. You trade Wancho. I'm sorry. You trade Richardson. You trade Wancho. You trade Neesmith. You trade two firsts and maybe another young player if you want. Throw that at the Kings and see if they bite for for Barnes. Um, at the very least, it'll help you compete next year. And you could trade him at the deadline next year too just for, for assets again because it's expiring if it's not working again. Or you could look to resign him for probably a little cheaper. I, again, I'm just throwing stuff at the wall here and seeing if it sticks. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sucks, man. Richardson's a good player. Smart's a good player. Like, will, Rob, so out of the people I think that are really important to keep around, obviously Tatum Brown, Rob Williams. After that, Grant is a good fit. He's a um, type player that fits into a role player on a winning team. My thing is, my biggest thing is, you say all these things, right? Grant, like Grant's a good player, Smart's a good player, Richardson's a good player. All are true. All are good players. But it's not working. Period. Right? And and as Those much are as the I guys did, that are kind of working. That's but, that's what I'm getting at. But but it's not though. But it's not though. Right? Because <clears throat> you look at those guys. You look at okay. So and and I'm not coming at you. Obviously, I'm not <clears throat> trying to say you're wrong or blame you. Because I agree with you. Brown, Tatum, Smart, Grant, Al, Rob are all and Richardson all good. Right? I all, didn't all say Al. Okay, fine. Maybe even not out. Those other guys are all working, quote unquote, all good. Those are the guys you have in at the end of these games when they're blowing the leads. You can't like, yes, Schroeder is a part of the problem, but he Grant can't is be usually the whole not problem. <laughs> but he has been before. You know what I'm saying? Like these are like even if you just kick it to Marcus, Jason, Jalen, Rob, those are the main four guys in at the end of basketball games you are losing. Yes, I understand they're all good, but something is not working. It can't just be Schroeder as much as I dislike his fit. Something is not working with that core. Yeah, there's no closer. Nobody's. Tatum and Brown are supposed to be that guy, and they're not doing it. So then what do you do? I don't know. Exactly. Those guys need to play better. But but if they don't, then. If, If they don't play better, then you don't have anything exactly this is what i said earlier and it sucks because you shouldn't trade one of them but if they don't play better when they need to play better you gotta trade one of them right if you're training either of those guys you need to do what philly's doing with simmons and like not budge you're you're getting something substantial back if you're trading them 
There is no but reason. You understand my point, though, right? I'm not advocating like one of them has to go. But the entire line of thinking, or like this entire show, has been they're good, fix stuff around them. But I mean, it was just like when you said that, I guess it was just a moment of realization. They're the ones blowing the games. It can't just be Schroeder. It can't just be Udoka. Like, it's their fault at the core of it. It is the core of this team's fault that is closing games. It is Smart. It is Rob. It is Jason. It is Jalen. It is Al. It is Grant. It is these players who are your main six, seven guys you put in at the end of games that are blowing it. It can't just be these outskirts pieces. You can retweak as much as you want. You did that this year. You did it last year. You've done it forever. The core of this team is not working right now. And if they play better, magically, awesome. It works. Because in theory, it should work. Like you've said all season, it should work. It, but it's, it's worked not. before. <laughs> but it's not anymore. Marcus Smart, Rob Williams, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You can even take Rob Williams out of it. Those three guys have been in the end of games during two conference finals runs that they both mm-hmm. should have. They should have won both conference final series, and they didn't. My but they got thing. there. My main thing, and my main argument you've heard me say again, is they didn't have to be leaders. Even past that, right? Because whatever. Now, they are, and this sucks to say, but I think it's hard to argue against. They're so invested in doing it themselves that they can't do it anymore. Back in 2018, Tatum was a rookie. Like, rookie Tatum was confident, but he wasn't selfish. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd make the shots, but they played as a team. Same thing for Brown all these years. Even with Kemba on the team in the bubble when they made that run, they weren't a selfish basketball team. Now, these last two seasons, you see Tatum emerging. You see Brown emerging. They're good, but they are selfish. And I and I, I hate using that word because I hate hating on players for the sake of it. But you can't look at that Knicks game. You can't look at that Spurs game and tell me, that they are not being selfish. They're not. I don't know if it's offense. selfish. I think they might it, not trust each other. But it doesn't like which fine. is a problem. That's fine too. Like you can say that. You can say that they're just trying too hard to do it on their own. They're not being selfish. They're doing what they think they need to do to win. But it's not working. Period. It's not working. It it didn't work in the next game. It didn't work in the Spurs game. It didn't work in all these games that you've blown all season. Something isn't working. And when it comes down to it, it is the fault of that core. And at this point, you can't convince me otherwise. And it's hard for me to sit here and say trade smart. It's hard because he's been good, I would argue. It's hard for me to sit here and say and trade Jalen because he's so young and he is so good. And it's the same thing about Tatum. It's like it's impossible to trade Jason Tatum. But they're the problem. The core of the team is the problem. And the, the, all the stats, and you know I'm a stats guy, Sam. You know I'm a stats guy. Yes. All the stats say they've been great together. The four of Smart, Rob, Jason, Jalen, all the stats say they've been good. But if they're the ones closing games, which they were last night, which they were against the Spurs, which they have been, it's their fault. It, well, the period. difference is, during those runs where they were playing well, those guys were closing games and doing it well. Now they're, now they're all not. of a sudden not. Now they're not. That, that, I, so they I, need I, to figure I, that yes. out. They need better shooting around them. Yep. And, but that's it. Yeah. But if they don't figure it out by the end of this year and maybe you give them next year, you got to trade one. That's it. And my stats that, won't That's an them. after next season thing if it happens, I think. Fine, but <laughs> and, unless you have a golden deal in front of you. But then you're then you're wasting at this point 3 seasons of basketball. Which sucks because you don't want to, you know, jump the gun. But you, I mean 
it's frustrating. And I, I know you're not denying that, but it's frustrating. Go, going into the season, I thought they'd be able to compete, but a lot of people did not. And I guess the other people were right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. So there's a reason for that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and I'll, I'll ask you this. What's, and again, this is hypothetical down the road, maybe next year. What's the golden deal for Jalen Brown? What's that golden deal that gets in front of you and you say, okay, I'm down? Um, Towns, maybe. But I don't think I'm. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here again. I'm not trying to like come at you. I don't think Minnesota trades Towns because maybe they don't. Ju- they're actually playing well. They're in just as good a position as the Celtics now, which sucks. Towns. <laughs> um, I think a deal involving Simmons, if you get other pieces from the Sixers, I would consider. Other pieces, maybe, but I don't know. Simmons is a risk now. He's not playing basketball right now. He's just I know, chilling. I know. I um. Okay, so Towns. Not would that they trade- would ever do this. Maybe. Not, not that it would ever happen. Mobley is like I, I kind of want a big guy that can impact the game. I think that's something you need. Would you do like if you got like Fox and Heald and or Barnes for like Brown, Richardson, and Young Pieces? Would you do that? Here's the thing: like those guys are the core of the Kings. Kings have been bad, <laughs> so what, they don't have Jason Tatum. Fine, but like. No, no, I'm saying you take two of them, right? The core of the Kings is because they've had bad pieces around them. They've made bad draft picks. I don't know. Depth. I'm saying you take Fox and Heald and you put them next to Tatum, Rob Williams, Marcus Smart. Well, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's really think, like, who right, could me, be a good player. Like, I'll look at the NBA standings. Um, let me see. You look at teams. John Collins. Bad teams um, around the league. You wouldn't do a Hawks trade? Like a Collins, not not for John pieces. Collins. Collins, Bogdanovich, and like DeAndre Hunter. <clears throat> Maybe I would do that. That's, that's a, lot. a good return. I, I don't think the Bulls would do that, but or, sorry, the Hawks would do that. But Bulls would not do it. They're not involved. <laughs> um, I don't. I wouldn't do Bradley Beal. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that deal. Um, it's crazy now. The Raptors are in seventh. That's <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want Lillard. Lillard's a good player, but he's getting old. His contract's massive. No thanks. Lillard? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do Lillard. I'm just, like, trying to go through these teams. Would you do, like, um, I mean, this is wild because it's complete undervalue. Would you, like, a, a DeJounte Murray and others package? No. Okay. Nope. And again, I'm just spitballing here. I'm not I'm not trying to push agendas. Um, there's not much where you'd get. A good return, you know what I'm saying? Like it, then you don't do it. You're not getting good return. Yeah, I. You can't just sell low because you feel like you have to just to do I, something. When is in the last year of his contract? You can 100. percent The last year of his contract, yeah, but that's way down the road. I know, but the issue is, and again, it's so tough. The last year of his contract, his value is going to be way lower. Obviously. Okay, so that's when you that's <laughs> when you can undersell, but until then, you don't do it. But then you're going to undersell what you would be underselling for today. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you'd undersell even more, like significantly more in the last year. And you just don't tra- – I don't know. I don't know. Don't I don't like trading guys for nothing. So you just let him walk then? Or resign. But what if he doesn't? What if they're so bad at that point that he doesn't resign? Because that's not out of the realm of possibility anymore. Then you're clearing cap. <laughs> then, then you have more space to work. <clears throat> Jesus. It's a mess. This is not what I wanted to be talking about this year. <laughs> no. And I don't think it's going to come to that. They've shown they could play together before. I don't know why all of a sudden they can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, Would you... right in front of you, your eyes tell you it's because they can't make shots at the end of games, which is a problem. Yeah. 
And they have been able to do that. So maybe they figure it out. I think it's something that can be figured out. I don't think it's a lost cause, but. Would you do, I, I'm still spitting balling. Would you do like <clears throat> Sabonis and Brogdon nope. or Sabonis and Levert? Nope. Uh, Sabonis and other package, you'd say no? Probably not. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's not much else then at that point that you, you could convince the other team to also be on board with, which sucks. What about like Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siak? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would probably do that. I, obviously, the Raptors wouldn't know. Those are two play. Yeah, but like those are two players that together have had success. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go get Sabonis. Like, what have, what have the Pacers done? Nothing. Have the Pacers been I know, good? I know, no. I know. I know. I I'm just, yeah. That That's all I had. You can't today. undersell yourself. I mean... If you're going to if you're going to blow it up, then you have to blow it up. Then you trade him for picks. My big thing is you say the Celtics should do what the Sixers <coughs> are doing and not undersell when you don't have to. But the Sixers are good. That's the difference. They're they're like a winning basketball team in the Celtics. What's the Sixers record? <laughs> Uh, 21 and 16. Okay. Well, it's, it's all right. It's not like anything crazy. It's, I wish the Celtics were there, but they're not. I know. It's not, but, it's not like they're, but at the same time, the Sixers also one, have good pieces around MB. Like they have better supporting players on that team. The Celtics do not. They're one and eight without a beat though. So they're a better team than the Celtics without Ben Simmons is my point. So they don't have to sell. My, 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 the point I was trying to make, I, I agree with you. You don't, you shouldn't sell low on Jalen Brown. The Sixers can afford to not sell low on Ben Simmons because they have such a good team around Embiid already and they're playing so well through Embiid. The Celtics are not playing well through their two stars. And they have both of their two stars playing. And this again, this isn't me. I, I'm not sitting here saying trade Jalen Brown immediately. He sucks. But like, at what point do you think, okay, this isn't working? Like, because it's not right now. And just because it has in the past doesn't mean it is now. Because it has in the past, and you're correct, but it's not anymore. So, I- I'm baffled. It's confusing. I- it's frustrating, but... You can figure... They can figure it out. I'm not <laughs> saying they're so. going to right away. I, I think this season's as good as gone. I think the team around them kind of sucks. I'm not sure what I think of Yudoka. I don't necessarily think it's his fault, this, but I don't think he's helping over? it. Is this season over? Yeah, it is. I don't think they're worth buying at the deadline for. Unless you're yeah. dumping off, like... I mean, you can trade Richardson. Like, go ahead, do it, but you better get something back. He's under contract for an extra two, though. So. I know. Which rules. I think he's a good player. I agree. I like him as well. He he is a good player, a good role player to have on your team that you can trust. I agree. Anyways, that that's all I had for today. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? No, I've had it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our roughly 55-minute rant session. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, you guys can check us out on Twitter at BannertownUSA. You can check me out on Twitter at JacksonMoneNBA. And go ahead, Sam. I'll let you take it over. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, you can always catch us 30 minutes before every game on Guy Boston Sports YouTube or Facebook or twitter do they do it twitter i don't know it's i think up it, there. it shows up on twitter but you can't comment so okay recommend- well the other two platforms are probably more fun we've had some good uh good groups in the chat lately a lot of people saying we do a good job which is great uh especially without jack there sometimes it's tough but jack is no longer a necessity but yes <laughs> we always appreciate you uh listening watching whatever 
Uh, you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Sam at France NBA. That's okay. Check, check, go.